everyone, quick reminder here, there's a couple things coming up, um, but first, click the link, check out the uh, Patreon page, help support the Barebow Project and Barebow in general, because everything that we do here at the Barebow Project is in support of Barebow. Um, that's one. Two, um, Advanced Barebow Seminar coming up in Arizona at the Ben Avery Shooting Center. It's the home of the Arizona Cup. Um, so we have the, the Advanced Barebow in-person seminar coming there. And then in April, um, we have the Advanced Barebow Seminar two days, four hours each day, total of eight hours. It's recorded, so if you can't make it, um, you can still at least have access to it and ask questions and, and, and um, get feedback. Um, so check that out. All the links for all of those are in the show comments. Enjoy. Don't have to ask me. That was a right there, baby. That's a great to put up there. Let's go, Johnny. Think about it. If you're going to do something, if you've chosen to do something, whatever it is, easy, hard. If you give it your all, you don't have acid. Win, lose, draw, get what you want, don't get what you want. Whatever the outcome is, if you don't half ass it, at least you're not going to have to wonder, would the outcome been different? What if I did give it my own? Little shake there, you can see he's not happy about that. Little those shots. One point. Lead. Nine. Keep that lead. Nine. Go. Go. Eight. High eight. That's right. You can put an eleven. Nine. Little hitch there. Happy with the execution, but he'll take it at this moment. I'm sure. Nine to tie for Demmer. I'm beside myself. Let's go. Here we go. I hope you guys are watching this from the edge of your seats and couches at home. We have a letdown from Dwayne Martin. Good Where's the clock? I can't see the clock. Plenty Did you see the shot clock? It just went to single digits. Plenty of time. One. He had to get that arrow off with one second left. Oh, my gosh. John just needs to put this in there. He's still got it do done. It. That's going to do that it. That is going to do John it. John Demmer, the third. We have. I think then um, anybody I can put a name to to promote our sport. The archer who owns all the world records, John Demmer, the third. You know, the more difficult a thing is, the more important the mental game becomes. I, I didn't eat any supper yet either. How about you either. guys? You guys eat yet? I didn't eat Oh, you know, uh, I have some crunch berries. Oh, yeah. Grayson Parlow. It's like me taking three or four years off your eyes just because I weakened that prescription in the shooting eye. And don't put everything into my shot that I should. That I get a lot of drop on those heavy arrows. He's dropping all the way down. He said, well, you might want to think about going to a lighter. These have treated you well. <clears throat> A little under the weather, but we'll survive. We have episode 79. This is a live recording. This is a coach talk, <clears throat> um, which was a topic that came from um, some of our listeners. And it's just talking about, what's up, Dennis? <clears throat> Excuse me. 
talking about um, your mental game while shooting, um, specifically shooting on the competition line, um, sort of the ways you look at it, the way you prepare for it, way you train for it, and stuff like that. So um, this will be your your last episode of the year. Um, and then obviously we'll come at you. This will actually be cross posted as well on both the peak archery podcast and the bearable project. Um, be, and one thing that you'll start to see some is as I do more and more podcasts like this, I'm going to be bringing in other people that maybe aren't necessarily barebow shooters, but bring, um, a relatability to the topics at hand. So um, I hope you guys in, enjoy those. And then obviously as we come to talk about some of these major tournaments and stuff, we'll do be doing our more traditional style with multiple guests and stuff like that for the rest of the year. So, but anyways, we'll, uh, we'll get started here. And it, as um, I'm reading through some of our, uh, contributors uh, comments and stuff like that and and their their responses to the question um you know please feel free to bounce some questions into the chat and stuff like that um we'll go we'll go from there so um let's get started let's get started Hope everybody's doing well. Hope you're practicing up, getting ready. If you're coming to the Lancaster Archie Classic, put it in the comments. I'd like to know. Um, I will tell you that I've been doing some therapy with my shoulder. I'm feeling good, feeling healthy, feeling strong. Um, when I shoot, there is definitely a little bit of a glass ceiling, but I just got my shoulder worked on today. So I'm I'm feeling I'm pretty good. I'm looking forward to this month and preparing for the classic myself. Um, definitely have not shot a ton, unfortunately, but nothing I can do about that. Um, so let's get into it. This topic came from one of our listeners, and the idea was on the shooting line, what mental preparation and state of mind do you have while shooting, and how do you train for that, or how do you prepare for that? Um, so I went to some of our favorite, um, you know, bare bow and archery shooters. There's a few in here um, on the, that responded to this. Um, and I'm excited to bring some of their responses to you. Um, again, the reason that th this the format is a little bit different than what we're used to is because one, it's just a discussion. So, you know, it's coach talk. Um, and two, it's increasingly difficult to get a whole bunch of people in the mix at the same time although those are entertaining and you will get many of those throughout the year one two it's topic specific so you know instead of going through the song and dance of recording or you know with individual people all the same you know and putting it together um, it's easier to kind of just do it this way. And a lot of those people then can interact within the comments and stuff like that. And, um, 
you know, so it's just a little bit of a different format. It's a little bit more precise and streamlined and we can get right into the nitty gritty. So, all right. So the first uh, in response and again, discussion is, is, is on the shooting line. Um, what mental preparation or state of mind are you in while shooting in a tournament and how do you train for it? So we're going to go with the first contributor to this podcast is Alex Melnick. If you don't know Alex, he's a Canadian national team member. He's a, he does some coaching over with the push archery. He is a, I want to say silver world 3d medalist from this year. Um, overall good guy funny um and well i think i'll go that's as far as i'll go because i don't want his head to get too big it might not fit inside this facebook group um we love you alex but the dude has definitely made some strides i'd say in the last few years um and you know you can't argue to to look at the way he shot under um the world 3d championships and not take his performance with um a level of seriousness when it comes to this specific topic now granted 3d and target archery in regards to indoor outdoor are definitely some different animals um the ability to stay mentally engaged to make one or maybe two good arrows is a lot different than three or maybe six um however it doesn't change like the the goal to get there doesn't change it's just the 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 longevity of your consistency has to be there um so alex's response is is on the line in a tournament i don't try to resist the pressure because it's always going to be there. The adrenaline makes our bodies want to do things that are not beneficial for the shot. Agreed. For example, over aim, hold too long, hold too short, not breathe properly or tense up in the wrong part of the body, et cetera, et cetera. So I try to use the adrenaline to heighten my focus on the parts of my shot that do make the arrow go in the middle. It's great advice. Practic practicing this is hard because faking adrenaline is hard as we all know. I practice by making sure I'm clear and concise about what things I need to do to make my arrow go into the middle. And when my adrenaline does it, I make sure I'm continuing to think on those things. I'll learn that, um, make shooting and stress your norm. I think making shooting in stress your norm is good. I think everything that Alex here said is, is absolutely on point. Um, I think where the disconnect might be with some people is finding those things that make the arrow actually go in the middle and a lot of times i feel like we shoot too much in the subconscious because it's really great finding that feeling of like oh just you know it just feels so good boom it goes in the middle goes in the middle no problem no problem and the problem with that is that we kind of like blow the whole idea of when we don't know what actual things we're doing that makes the arrow go in the middle. And what I'm saying by that is like, you need to know your shot in and out. You, um, you might run into, that's where you kind of like bail out of the shot when the pressure hits. Um, I know Alex is a fan of it. I've been doing them since 2015 and that's archery abroad. It's a great way. It's a different type of pressure because there's some like, 
outside things going on with archery abroad um and it, it it's because like you have the video going you have to make sure that's going you know you're connected to wi-fi typically not always you know you you know it's on a tripod you don't want that to fall over like so there's other ancillary pressures or stressors going on so it's a good practice for that elevated um excitement but you know you have to be able to dial that back take a breather and you know turn that into okay well what do i need to do to make the arrow go in the middle if you don't know what that is if you don't know what the steps of your shot process and 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 the the place that your brain needs to be mentally to make the arrow go in the middle consult with a coach consult with a coach um it was a great response from from alex um so thank you to him check him out i know he's sort of all over the place and has some uh some young kiddos there so but i definitely um recommend checking out some of his he's been on multiple podcasts um and stuff like that specifically on the push so good stuff there um moving on we're gonna go with my my good friend john winker i think he's in saint lucia right now i forgot to send him the he thought he, he was going to be able to get on, but they're on vacation. I don't want to bother Mr. Mr. Winker. Um, if you don't know John, John is a indoor, um, uh, not a national champion. He is an indoor, I guess it's like the U.S. Open of indoors. I don't know if, I think it's just called indoor championships um, champion. Um, he's a world 3D competitor. Uh, he's been on the U Team USA um, at least once, if not twice. Um, you know, John is a, a very good shooter. He's been through some injuries, um, and it's kind of coming back out of that, but the feeling that we're going to see John, uh, in the mix on, on a lot of stuff coming up this year. So, and I know John's an intense dude. If you don't know Winker, uh, John Winker owns first flight archery with his wife, Leslie. And, um, and that's in, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, great people did a seminar down there. Um, and you know he's an intense dude he uh, you know john does not take competitive archery lightly in any way shape or form john is out to win make no two mistakes about it um but he's he's also a coach so john's brain definitely evaluates things from a different angle he's not just going off of experience he's definitely then we got some really solid um, training and, and, and just the way that he kind of approaches the game is different than some other people. John's response to that question. Um, and just, just for those of you who are just joining, um, I know the views have gone up. Um, the question of the day is on the shooting line, what mental preparation or state of mind while shooting, what mental, what, <laughs> On a shooting line, what mental preparation or state of mind are you in while shooting in a tournament? How do you train for that? Um, John's response was, when I practice, I try to set aside at least one session a week where I score while shooting with other shooters. That's priceless opportunity there. Uh, try to shoot with other bare bow shooters, but often they aren't there aren't enough, so I put myself against other bow hunters, Olympic recurve shooters, et cetera. Try to imagine that every arrow has a major value on the outcome of the event. 
I build the event up in my mind, or it could be just building up that single arrow. Um, he didn't write that. I ad lib that. Um, and and as if it's all important, world championship, like it's their finals, U.S. national shootoffs. And I try to focus on making good decisions, which I've shot with Winker at nationals, and we often talked about. Let's all right, here we go. Three shots, three good decisions. Let's go. Um, he says, then I try to focus on making good decisions and only shooting in the shots that feel great, letting down and restarting any shot that won't win me the world championship event. I'm trying to win at that moment on every arrow. I embrace the excitement that the mental picture brings me, and I use the excitement to give my archery the level of energy it needs to be the, to be the great feeling. I feed on the excitement. Then when it's really, really is important, at the event or a event i i know what it feels like and i can fully embrace the moment knowing my archery has everything it needs the excitement of the event to succeed i often say to myself while a league night or when i'm by myself this one arrow is this is one shot it's all it takes to be the best and i try to make that um as real as possible so we're, we're we have a theme um really even though two different approaches sort of we have a theme you got two people but they're both putting themselves in these um, exciting moments shooting outside of their normal um emotional state we'll say or or you know you can call it emotional state stressful state um whatever you want to call it but that's probably one of the toughest parts from a competitive standpoint is putting yourself in that state as a shooter. Um, you know, I talk about that with, with the shooters I work with um, or when we're shooting at our range and we're, you know, we shoot like some head to head, some shoot off stuff. And it's really easy to get comfortable when you are shooting practice. I mean, and and what I have found, and it kind of relates to both of their responses. What I have found is that shooters get really good shooting, good practice scores when they're by themselves or at the local range. They don't really know all of the details of their shot, but they know how to shoot a good feeling shot. They can't identify it. Maybe can't even write down the steps of it, but they lose that feeling. This is one thing I want to emphasize about shooting in these environments, shooting as many tournaments as you can shoot these big tournaments and get that experience. You lose a lot of that feeling in those moments of high personal value because your blood starts pumping, your, um, the endorphins kick in and your adrenaline's going and you kind of lose some of that feeling. Um, and you have to concentrate, uh, take that concentration to a next level a, a little bit to calm yourself down and say, nope, I don't care what's going on around me. I'm not here to worry about that stuff. I'm not here. I don't care that PJ Riley's talking behind me or Rob Caulfield standing next to me or whatever. You're just there to shoot arrows and make good decisions. And that's where you have to mentally put yourself. The, the 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 biggest struggle with making the good decision or staying in that mental that mental place that I have found with people I have worked with um 
both abroad in person and, and right here, you know, in, in Pennsylvania, is that they they don't know their shot well enough to fix it. They don't know, okay, I know this is what I did. And then then well, what's the response to that? I know what I, I have to do. I will finish the hold or I will um keep the bow arm through the end of the shot like there's just so many responses but and there's so many kind of multiple ways that you can frame the thoughts to fix that next arrow or do better with that next arrow so um but anyways it's it's good stuff uh it's good stuff for sure if you guys have any questions or comments please put them in the uh put them in the chat in the comments on this thread. So we're going to go to one more here. Um, well, no, we have two more, um, but we have one here. And that is Mr. John Dillinger. Now, John's on a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, he's not shooting right now. Good old Dilly. Um, uh, I, the year 2020, 2020, or is it 2021? I guess it was 2021. Um, John Dillinger won the like Archie Classic. He won Las Vegas, the Vegas shoot. Um, he's won the U.S. Open and you know podium finisher nationals. Um, you know John is is a is a um huge asset to the Barebow Project and just in regard to Barebow in general because you know John John doesn't he's got his own way. He shoots in his backyard. He, you know, even in, he's in Utah and, uh, even, um, goes and sets up a tent and shoots in his yard and stuff like a 20 yard range. It's, I mean, he's, the dedication is, is incredible. Um, but anyways, he's, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah Dennis, he's, he's being a dad is what he's doing right now and, and doing some other stuff. So, um and kudos to him because archer will be here forever but the kids won't be young forever um so it, it all comes down this is john's words john dillinger it all comes down to the amount of quality of work um put in leading up to a tournament or a big archery shoot there's a quote that i love if i had six hours to chop down a tree i'd spend the first floor sharpening first four sharpening the axe abraham lincoln um it's very well very well said it's a it's a great uh a great approach countless hours of work on form um, blank bail tuning daily practice scoring rounds pay huge dividends come tournament season it's been putting in uh it's about putting in more work than everyone else set goals work your butt off to achieve them surround yourself with like-minded shooters with similar goals and expectations on league nights or whatever I put in the work so I could clear my mind and shoot the co with confidence. If you ask me what I would think about on the shooting line when I'm shooting my best, then my answer would be nothing. When I'm shooting my best, I'm I've prepared so much before the competition that I just relax and enjoy shooting. Um, that's when we talk about trusting the process. It's not the shot process, people. It's that read but statement right there from john dillinger it's the notion of i did everything humanly possible that i had resources to do 
um, prior to this event to prepare. I just need to go in and have fun. I need to trust the process of the preparation that I did leading up to this event in order to succeed. And wherever I end up at, that's where you end up at. And it is okay. Um, so I just, you know, and and I've talked, I've talked to Dilly um, personally many, many, many times and, you know, what he's working on. And, and we've done previous podcasts together talking about some of the drills that he does and some of the, um, you know, and he's, he's very innovative. Um, I have to, I have to say that John's approach is very similar to mine um, as a competitor and the way that I coach. It's, it's, it's very good stuff. And John doesn't shoot like, it's not unorthodox per se, but John has a very unique anchor. He's not like perfect alignment or anything like that, but it doesn't matter because his preparation is through the roof. And I think that's one of the things that I, you know, the discussions that I have with people from a coaching standpoint, or we talk, you know, you see people talk about, Oh, I shot this score. Or I shot that score. And they, they post them up online. I'm like, yeah, but you did it in a room by yourself. When, when you're not, you're not really, you're not really, it's not really a fair representation of what you're doing. And if you don't have that mental prowess to be like, I know that some of those shots weren't the best, but I got away with them and I have to fix this. I'm going to work on making this better. I'm going to make this thing better. And that's the, that's what John Dillinger is kind of getting at here is that listen, I am who I am for that day, but I am going to work my ass off to get ready for this event so that I am the best version of myself for that tournament. And that's all I have to worry about being. Then nothing else really has an ability to creep in and bother you from a mental standpoint um, or distract you because you're so in tune to this is what I'm here for. This is what I'm doing. Um, those of you that are posting comments, I will definitely come back through the comments um, and and talk about some of uh, the topics there and, and we'll go from there. So um, one second here. So um, yeah, that's good stuff by John uh, and Dillin John Dillinger. Thank you so much for that response and, and your ability to uh, still, while not competing, I know you hunted a little bit this year, but um, still being a part of the Barebo project and the Barebo community and, and offering up your, your wisdom. So, all right. And the last one. So Miss Casey Caulfield. Um, yeah, she's not a Barebo shooter, right? Do we think that some of the things that Casey Olympian, multi-time national champion, um, team USA member multiple times at the, the young age of 17 years old, um, you know, do I think that uh, the things that Casey has learned, is she a veteran shooter at this point? Absolutely. Um, but I ran into Casey. Um, she is shooting the, she just got her new one, the Hoyt uh, Formula XD. It's a beautiful, like, turquoise, teal and black color. And that was specially painted for and stuff. And uh, yeah, she's yeah we were shooting together at lancaster um and um you know that kid's got some some like not that she she's doesn't already have an amazing status as a competitor but man like down the road 
mental, the way she frames every shot and everything she does is just, well, let's just get into it. So Casey Coffold, uh, I talked to Casey directly. Um, and then Casey sent me this uh, in her response. My mental game is made to be very consistent to make a shot repeatable. I have a pre-shot routine where I look at the target and visualize myself shooting a great shot, which goes in the X. My shot routine, I have a sequence or I, I have a sentence that I say that follows along with the motions of my shot. This sentence is the same every time, so it aligns with the timing of my shot. During my post-shot routine, I grade the shot as good or needs improvement. Um, how I grade it determines how I visualize my next pre-shot routine. If the shot was good, then I just visualize the good shot. If it needs improvement, I identify the part of the shot that wasn't great. For example, my bow hand needed improvement on one shot, that my next visualization will be specifically on a strong bow hand in my shot. When I first started this routine, I was it was mentally exhausting. That's a great note, by the way. Having to think about the same thing over and over again is difficult. But once you nail it down, it becomes a habit. Um, that's a that that's that's our response. Um, and I think it's that notion, and we've talked about this on the podcast before. You can't get rid of a bad habit without replacing it with a good habit. You just have to know what habit to replace it with. And again, that's kind of like one of those pivotal moments. Okay, well, I have this bad habit. This is the habit, or I think this is the habit. Although I have also found in Barabo that we think that our bad habit is is our release, but our release isn't really the habit. The, it's It's the target panic that's creating this, you know. Anyways, that's a coaching thing. Find a coach, get a coach. In person, always. I will always, always, always advocate for an in-person coaching. If you do not have access to someone who has either A, shot barebow, or B, at least shot competitively in some regard, you really should have a barebow coach, but there's not many out there. Um, try to work with someone one-on-one. -on -one. Um, if they try to, to take you down like, you know, one path and say, this is the only way, they're full of shit. Um, that's one thing I will never, ever do. So you have to do it this way. You have to do it that way. This is the only way. This is not the case because I, I all of the shooters that were discussed so far this evening, barebow wise, all have different aspects and shots. You can't say that you can't shoot more than one way and make it work. However, the preparation, no matter what way you shoot, is very similar. Um, and the road to that level of your potential may be a little bit shorter depending on how you address your shot process and form and stuff like that that's where the that's where shot process and form come in is is this might be your road if you really work hard on certain things versus this might be your road to get to the best version of yourself um if you if you don't work on those things it might take you a little bit longer but that's another discussion so um thank you miss casey coffold make sure you guys check her out link will be in this episode um in the information on each uh podcast so go follow her pages and whatnot she's a great kid i call her a kid she's literally an adult now and a freshman at uh at texas a&m university but i've watched her grow up since she was just a little shit. So 
let's go back through some of these comments here. Um, Christina, um, Dolgletvecchia, Dolgletvecchia, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Christina, if I butcher your name. Any tips on reframing thoughts? Yes. Um, one of the things that I've taught many of the shooters that I've worked with um, is the notion of reframing shots is very is is something that you can learn outside of archery. Reframing is like is is there's there's two components that go to that. One reframing shots to reframe shots, um, reframe reframe thoughts. You have to be honest about your shots. If you shoot one in the middle and it's not a good shot, you can't say, oh, thank God. Okay, good. That's where it's in the middle. Because there's a good chance that that next arrow is not going to go there. Um, you have to be honest about, okay, that shot wasn't great. I got lucky. I know I did X. So I need to do Y to not do that again. And I want this shot to go in because I put it there, not because I got lucky. Um, also, it is the, it's the idea of using like I will statements. Um, uh, I will shoot this arrow to the best of my ability. I will hold my bow arm through the end of the shot. Um, I will finish in a strong um, follow through position. Um, you know, if you have a problem with moving your head or, um, you know, uh, just a problem with not getting to anchor properly. It depends on where you're at as a shooter too. You know, you have to, okay, I will you do something like what Casey talked about in that. And that's having, she, you know, she talks herself through her shot right up until the very end until it's time that you have to kind of let go and let that, that mind manage to body feel switch happen or the subconscious to or conscious to subconscious switch to happen and that you allow that shot to break clean um i will statements are super important for reframing thoughts you have to be able to catch yourself in a moment of weakness where you're distracted whether it's you know you're watching an opponent you're watching your child shoot you're watching back off the um shooting line people behind you you're listening Listen, as a coach, I'll tell you right now, as a coach, I do not talk to shooters while they're on the shooting line. I don't try to get their attention. I don't, I don't do anything. And because their thoughts need to be on the arrow, not on me, not what I'm saying, not what my thoughts are, not what my reactions are. Probably one of the biggest mistakes of parents, archery parents, is this one thing. Um, and and a little off on the tangent there, so I don't, I don't want to get too far off track, but you know, it starts with learning to reframe your thoughts is being honest about your shots and how good it actually is. Um, and if you don't know how to reframe your thoughts by, you know, going over, what do I need to do to improve this next one? That's where coaching comes in. So um, Tim Shepard, any suggestions on shooting under the stress of pain? That is something I can completely relate to because my last two years has been chock full of injuries. Um, I think I'm on the upside of that myself. But Tim, I'll tell you, um, it does make it twice as hard, um, especially if it causes discomfort. Um, your situation is different than most, but if you 
you do have to fix the problem because you're if you're shooting in pain your window of time to continue to be competitive is probably going to be shortened with every time that you shoot. So sooner or later, you're going to hit that crossroads of, I just need to address this thing. You know, and this probably is, I don't know what your situation is. And I maybe I'll scroll back down through the comments just to see. But if you're shooting in pain, get, if you have obligations and you need to shoot, that's kind of what happened to me at the classic last year. Had some major issues um, with my lat and my my back. Had to get them taken care of. Uh, Doug Denton took care of me, and just so I could at least shoot. Um, and I went and shot. Did what I could do. It is what it is, you know. Um, but you have to also understand, like, hey. That's if if that if you are shooting in pain or you're stressed out about being in pain, that is the best version of who you are that day. And whatever happens with it happens with it. Don't don't let it. It doesn't define you. It doesn't make you, you know, someone who, um, you know, it, it doesn't make you less valuable or it doesn't make you less of a person. It doesn't quite frankly, it doesn't matter. Just do the best you can. Be happy with that. And then address the thing that's holding you back. And that's that's across the board in all of our trees, especially Barabow. Address the thing that's that's keeping you from being the best version of yourself, or at least the version that you're trying to pursue. Address them. Fix it. Work at it. And then move on. Um, I wish you, I hope you're not shooting in pain, Tim, and I hope that that works works out for you um tom tom had a con i fall into that category of my shooting myself i've got no one to shoot with i do score once a week i talk to myself all the time hopefully you don't answer yourself um but i really don't give my mental game much weight quite lazy and it bites me fairly often you hit the nail on the head not really much to comment about that um tom also says i think it's 60 uh, a 60 plus shooter you have to be realistic about mental energy you can devote to barabo so far i can only manage two days per week at 70 arrows um in summer it's double uh tom that's more than i've shot probably in the last three years but it also shows it shows in my, in my results like i've focused on other things and that's okay you just have to understand that unless you're willing to put in that volume and put in that work and and put in some of the mental game and stuff like that um you know, you get the results you get and, um, you know, it's not a big deal. It's, it's not the end of the world. You just, you have to understand that I, I think archery IQ, um, comes up with that. I did say archery IQ, not shot IQ. Um, archery IQ is just that understanding of, I know what I did and that's why that arrow went there makes recovering from a errant shot so much easier. Um, I can't, I, I just can't, I can't emphasize that enough. Um, Tim Shepard. Okay. So Tim and Tim mentions he's a tab shooter, mouth tab shooter. So his neck and jaw pain is, has been, um, it's tough to deal with. So, uh, Christina, you know, I'll talk about the positive information. I always fall back on cheers. Uh, yeah, Christina, it, I, I, I may have gone a little bit. I veered a little bit off, but at the same time, 
um it's relatable and and like the other i think one of the other aspects of of the positive affirmation thing is you have to put yourself in those situations you have to shoot the tournaments you have to put yourself out there like i love when people are like oh i'm not ready to shoot the classic or even some of my european friends um and and others across the pond you know Oh, I'm not ready to shoot Kings of Archery or I'm not ready to shoot Neem or, or, or whatever. Yes, you are. Just go. Because it's you're investing in your in your future as a shooter. Don't look at it as like, yeah, hey, I don't want to spend 150 bucks to go, you know, get my butt kicked. No, you're not. You're spending 150 bucks for the experience. And and you know, you're gonna have so much knowledge when you leave that facility and and you know. So there's just, there's a lot of things that go into a lot of that as well. Um, again, it gets that a lot of that comes down to coaching too. So, you know, I, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's where it's at. If you're learn how to distract yourself, you know, read a book, play a game on your phone. I don't know. There's, there's multiple ways. Just talk to people, have a good time, color a coloring book, draw. I mean, there's a lot of people that do that stuff in between, in between ends. They just don't allow themselves to think about where the arrows are and what they're shooting. Focus on just being, you know, just, be, just having a good time. That would be perfect. Uh, Santo says the only thing that we prepare you for the class, Lancaster classic is the classic. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but Joe, I think it's important to remember that uh, this is practice from the mental aspect. I've paid for tournaments just for the experience. Yep, that's a great, it's a great way to to look at that, and it's absolutely worth it. You know, get to many tournaments as you can. If you can't, get online, do some online stuff, shoot on live feeds, whatever. There's there's multiple ways to do it. Um, there's really no excuse anymore. So, yeah, that goes for myself too um you know unless you're hurt you know injuries definitely take a toll eyesight issues take a toll um and that's okay i mean it sucks but you know it is what it is so all right any other questions or comments post them up now speak now or forever hold your peace if not we're shutting her down we're 40 minutes in on this bad boy got two days of practice going i think i'll try to do a live feed i've been shooting pretty good um things feel good everything's going in the right direction still shooting um still shooting those fat 2312 aluminums easton rx7 aluminums um but i'm shooting more consistent right now so i'm not having as many issues um but i'm going to be trying some easton match grade 6.5 millimeter arrows coming up you know that's what Demer's shooting right now if you've seen any of his posts and his live feeds he's been doing them quite a bit um you know they, they seem to be working out pretty well um i think that's it i don't have much have much else to uh to talk about dan you're welcome paul you're welcome um Tim Shepard, absolutely. I look forward to meeting you guys, all of you people. Um, I'm definitely trying to make Vegas this year. Um, we have some, I have to juggle parenting and 
and my son's basketball schedule and my daughter's stuff that that's going on. Um, family definitely is taking a little bit more of a, um, not making as many uh, family sacrifices this year. Um, so understand if we don't, if I don't see you, I will in the future. I promise it's at one of these tournaments. Um, big ones this year, you know, you have your USA Archery Indoor Nationals for us stateside people. Um, Lancaster Classic, we have a lot of international competitors coming, as always. Um, Las Vegas, another big tournament. You have the NFA, you know, your Indoor Nationals and other stuff. You'll have, I hope to see everybody at field. I do believe uh nfaa field is in pennsylvania again this year i also know nfa or uh usa archery outdoor target is in pennsylvania this year um or 2023 i should say so but hope to see you guys and please 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 make sure you come up and say hey uh to us all so lots of longbow yes i hope i hope more and more longbow people sign up for the longbow outlaws at the lancaster archery classic Go support Santo and Mikhail and, and the, out, the Longbow Outlaws. Got to boost those numbers so that we can push Lancaster to justifiably add the Longbow class to the classic. That's the goal there. Um, I know there's an episode on the push promoting that situation. So go check that out. Um, you know, and we'll go from there. Future episodes, uh, still trying to get a couple, hoping to do one with Doug Denton very soon. Uh, it's it's keeps getting pushed back for specific reasons. So I won't go into any more detail. I'll just say I hope that comes soon. Um, I'm going to be doing a series of coach talks that are going to be go uh, involves reviewing books. Um, this will be the first one. So, it's, and it's not going to be where I'm going to read the book. Oh, you couldn't see that at all. It's, just, it's on a little bit of a delay. I'm put it right here. Choose to be a winner. Um, um, what I'm going to do is, from a coaching standpoint, read chunks uh, of the book and, 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 and include that in an episode. I guess one of the reasons I want to do more of these types of episodes this year also, just for your own edification, um is from a coaching standpoint i think it's a it's an aspect that's been missing and while it's been a small part of the podcast all along um it's never been a focal point and i think this year i want to make it a focal point so that the information is out there plus as i'm writing my book there's things that i'm finding like absolutely need to be talked about or hashed out so um you know, so there's some format changes, but like, obviously when the big tournaments come and we have people to talk to, like I'm going, we're still going to do the same old format, but I'm adding more episodes basically with those types of topics. Um, things that people ask about, things that people want to hear about, things that people are need help with. That's the stuff that I, I want to bring out in this year. That's like the focus of 2023 is um you know is is not just random topics it's let's talk about the things that people need to hear about or want to hear about um try to help as many shooters as we can so all right with that being said let me flip my screen around here um 
that being said, this podcast is over. Thank you all for joining in. Again, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Um, cheers to you for 2023. I'll be putting a glass up. If you do the same, no, I'm thinking about you. All right. That's it. That's it. Go home. You don't, you don't have to stay here. You got to go home. Right. I think I said that backwards. You don't have to go home. You can't stay here. All right. Barrel Project out. <laughs>